This is part four, where we learn some good news and bad news and find out how Cosmo is helping in the garden. Chapter 9. Bad News and Good News My good friends and garden residents, I have news. What to do? What to do? Get on with it, said Margaret. Yes, do get on with it, said Sandy. I have flown to the compost heap where I have observed no giant with green legs and no disturbance, said Not What. Well, that's good news then, said Sandy. Excellent news, said Margaret. But I have to tell you, it's not all good news, said Not What. Susan began to wail pitifully. My children, my children, oh, save them, save me, oh. Once again, she fell over backwards. Continue, not what, and do get on with it, said Margaret. There is a large instrument with sharp prongs resting beside the compost heap. It looks like a tool fit for a giant. I believe the giant with the green legs plans to plunge this great sharp instrument into the compost heap and not what was interrupted by further terrible wailing. Poor Susan couldn't stand to hear any more. Sandy retreated into his shell. Mr Blackbird was on one foot and hopping. Barry gathered his children to him and was shaking. Margaret sank into her purple clover flower. What a to-do! What a to-do! said Not-What, flapping his wings. It's all right, everyone. Please, everyone, don't be afraid, said Carrie. The creatures looked at her and her bright smile fell as she saw the worry and fear in their faces. Behind her stood her best friend Cosmo, a smiling boy carrying a large wooden box. Carrie knelt down and spoke gently and quietly. Really, everyone, it is all right. The giant with the green legs was just my dad in his welly boots. He was tidying up the garden and he didn't think when he was pulling up the dandelions. I've explained how important they are and he's promised to leave them alone now he understands. But Susan... The compost heap. It's not safe for you and your family to stay there. My dad needs to dig out the compost and use it for flowers and fruit and vegetables. Oh no, oh no, I'm going to be homeless. It's a disaster, wailed Susan, shedding enormous hedgehog tears. Carrie almost burst into tears as well. Hey, Susan, hello. 
My name is Cosmo. I'm Carrie's friend and I live next door and I'm here to help. Look at this. Cosmo placed his wooden box on the ground. It wasn't an ordinary wooden box. In fact, it wasn't really a box at all. It was, in fact, a house. A house built just right for a family of hedgehogs. Susan, this is for you. I've been learning woodwork with my mum and we've been making houses for hedgehogs. We can put it wherever you like in the garden and you and your babies will be safe. Susan stopped wailing and sat upright. She looked from Cosmo to Carrie and to the house. It really was beautiful. Painted a dark green colour to match the trees and with a little entrance, just the right size for hedgehogs. Well, that really is kind. Very, very kind. And this is a fine house. Oh, you are all too kind, <laughs> said Susan, as she once again began to wail, this time with tears of joy. Chapter 10. The day is saved. Carrie rubbed her eyes, yawned, stretched and sat up. The sun had just passed the big tree, which meant she must have been asleep for about half an hour. Her best friend Cosmo was just clambering through their secret gate between their two gardens. Mr Blackbird was singing a happy song from the branches of the tree and a large bee was buzzing about. Hey, Carrie, me and Mum have finished the hedgehog house for you. Cosmo presented Carrie with a beautiful, handmade, green-painted hedgehog house. Carrie and her dad had seen a family of hedgehogs one evening, heading into the compost heap, and had been wondering how to help them and still be able to use the compost. Oh, Cosmo, it's beautiful. Thank you. I think Susan will love it. Susan? Who's Susan? Carrie, have you been dreaming? Have you been having one of your long snoozes in the grass? Carrie smiled. Oh, maybe, Cosmo. Perhaps I have been dreaming. But guess what? I have persuaded Dad to leave the dandelions alone. I've told him they're not weeds at all. The bees need them for food and they provide shelter for the beetles and woodlouse and even snails. Carrie and Cosmo headed off down the garden to place the new hedgehog house beside the compost heap. There were many pairs of eyes on them as they positioned it with great care. Susan the hedgehog and her babies smiled at the thought of a snug family home. Sandy the snail smiled and thought about the lush dandelion leaves behind the shed as he escorted a clicking and laughing family of beetles to their new home. Margaret the bee settled down for a snooze in the purple clover, having delivered several huge sacks of pollen to her hive. Not what? prepared his evening news bulletin from the safety of the hollow in the big tree, content that it would consist of just good 
news. Miss Frog herded the froglets back to the safety of the pond for a cool afternoon dip. Mr Blackbird flew to the top of the highest branch of the big tree, opened his yellow beak and sang a wondrous and joyful song. Daisies and roses, butterflies and bees, blackbirds and buttercups, listen, listen to the song in the trees. The end. Thank you for listening to The Magic Garden. Look out for more adventures with Carrie, Cosmo and the animals later this year.